The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Good evening. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. And as I said before the break for Maghrib tonight, we are focusing on District 6. Something important was announced recently and it's called a local spatial development framework. Or rather, it's, an ex- it's a plan that has in fact existed. We'll get into the details. We'll get into the details. Let's check our guests and welcome them to the show. We should have online Nigel Titus, manager for the for District Six Planning. Is that correct at the City of Cape Town, Nigel? Yeah, yes, Ed. Good evening to you and your listeners. That is correct. I'm the manager for District Spatial Planning, and this project is under my auspices. Fantastic. Welcome to the show. And then we also Thanks. have we also have on the line Zubaida Samsudin and she is the, from the District 6 reference group is that correct Zubaida? That is correct, Assalamualaikum and uh, good evening to everyone Shukran for joining us So Nigel, I think what's very important for our listeners to understand from the get-go is what exactly is spatial development? What is local spatial development in fact? Thanks, Yazid. Yazid, um, the city, as well as any other municipality, has a responsibility of developing what we call spatial development frameworks. In essence, this is a document that sets out the vision for the development of an area. The document gets used to guide decision makers, whether it's the public or the municipality or private individuals, and directs investments also where people would like to invest to see what is a vision from the city for how the area should develop. The document also becomes a tool that coordinates the action of various stakeholders, particularly government stakeholders, as it sets out what the agenda of implementation projects ought to be to facilitate the achievement of this vision. So the vision is set there, the guidelines for how to manage developments so that you achieve the vision and also the investments particularly from government in terms of projects. That's essentially what the Spatial Development Framework does. It is a enabled plan that depicts the vision for the area and the related projects and guidelines to achieve that. Does it include private and government uh, developments or, or building projects in terms of how you do the spatial planning? Yes. So the spatial planning is an overarching higher level plan that sets out particular for example in to say in which areas we would like to see what types of land uses and it gives some guidance as to possibly the heights of land uses or for instance the heights of buildings uh, what treatment you'd like the buildings to do depending on the level of detail you go in. and the more detail your plan is for instance if it comes to a local spatial development framework opposed to a metropolitan spatial development framework the local framework develops much more detailed guidelines, much more closer to the ground for you. So it covers both public and private land, and it essentially sets a vision for if you would like to see things change in the future. This okay. is slightly different to, if I may just clarify one point, it's slightly different to your rights that you have in your property currently. For instance, you may have rights in a property that says, I can develop a residential development here, a house or a block of flats. 
The spatial framework may say in the future, we think that this area could become a much more, let's say, higher density, could become mixed users. So your current rights are slightly different, may in cases be different to your actual spatial framework vision for the area, which is something for the future, so in 10 or 15 or 20 years. So as part of this local spatial development planning, does it then also need to consider and look at the approval of land use and building plan submissions, given that you also cover the private sector? Yes, it does consider what the current rights are. Uh, and those current land users, as you were saying, building plans, those are what we call current land use rights. It does consider that and takes that into consideration as you start developing a vision for the area. And now the word local is is used here and it's important because we're talking about a local area in Cape Town but of course we know that land restitution is a national project by the government of South Africa so where does the national government fit in all of this? Mm. It's like your question when you asked me earlier and does it cover private land and does it cover state land or city land it covers so your spatial framework covers all land parcels irrespective of the owner of it So when you develop a spatial framework, the responsibility is for those who run the process to make sure that all the stakeholders participate. Because obviously you do not want to come up with proposals that may be completely contradictory to uh, what people may have in mind for the area. So the national department is a stakeholder as well as local communities, local owners, anybody in in the community in fact becomes a stakeholder that gets invited to participate in the process to help develop this vision. So and the local, mm-hmm. local refers to, sorry if I can explain once again, local refers to just the type of plan and the level of detail that we're doing. Spatial frameworks in South Africa is developed either nationally, got a national spatial development framework, provincial, uh, municipal, in fact we've got districts as well as municipal, as well as local spatial frameworks. Now let's come to District 6. The city of Cape Town is spearheading this local spatial development framework for District 6. Tell us about this. When was it first written? You know, what's the process been like? Okay, so for the spatial, for the the city of Cape Town process, we do not have a spatial development framework developed or a local spatial development framework developed yet. When um, towards the, I would say last, last, last year, the, the city investigated how it can get involved in District 6 and what means it could develop. Um, and then it was decided to initiate the process called a local spatial development framework. However, when we saw that, we also, when we started that, we realized that there was already work de- de- developed previously or produced previously in the form of a development framework. Now, the naming terminology is slightly different because at that time, 2012, we did not have the current legislation in place. So the naming terminology for all intents and purposes, we assume it's the same kind of thing. So what we then said is to use the current development framework that has got most of the elements of a spatial development framework. And probably the biggest challenge with using that as is, is that there's a big time difference and legislation obviously changed intentions of people or visions may have changed and policies have changed. So what we have done is we've we've essentially started a process to say, let's look at the previous spatial framework, which development framework is what it was called, and then investigate to see what of that is still appropriate to be carried forward into a spatial framework that we can approve. 
So essentially the process is to see if we can take the current space development framework into an approval process. But part of that means that we've got to participate with the communities and stakeholders and make sure you get as much input as you can to make it as relevant and, 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 and as up-to-date as you can. Yeah. So that's the process that we've got at the moment. Nigel, when you use the word current, you're of course referring to the 2012 framework, the 2012 yes. development framework, right? So that, who exactly yeah, wrote We, we do not have another framework or plan at the moment. We've got that framework that we're using as a... And let's call it a point of departure for the, for the new one that we will be developing or whether it is an improvement of this one's only. And who wrote that back in 2012? Who were the authors? Because that would really also influence the vision. Was it citizens? Was it government officials, businesses, developers who were all involved in bringing that framework, you know, into into a final document and, say, and saying this is the idea of what District 6 should look like when it comes to the spatial development? Yes, yes, those kind of groupings that you mentioned, fortunately, uh, they were all involved in the previous uh, process. Um, it was drafted by consultants, Nisa uh, Mammon and Associates at the time, uh, it, uh, plus other consultants as well. And it was, uh, my understanding was they were appointed by this, the um, National Department of Rural Development and Land Reform at the time. Um, there were also other um, government stakeholders part of that grouping, the provincial government, the city of Cape Town, as part of that. And then obviously there were community, uh, my understanding was that the trust uh, was involved in that as well. And in the development of the spatial framework, they also ran public processes for public inputs, quite extensive and quite creatively to draw inputs from various sectors of the public so that the ideas and the vision that's developing are very comprehensive and all-inclusive. Okay, so let's go for a quick ad break. When we come back, we'd like to get Zubaida online to give some feedback. And we also want to know what the process is going forward. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldin. We are talking about District 6, and in particular, we are talking about a local spatial development framework, a plan that is calling on input from the public, and this plan is put forward by the city of Cape Town, and it essentially will give ideas to what District 6 could look like in future. Nigel, where can people read the plan? How is it accessible? Yeah, see, the, the, plan is, the current plan or the plan of 2012 is on the City of Cape Town website. There is a landing, landing page for District 6. Um, and I unfortunately did not bring the, the reference or the link with Isn't me. it usually so, just capetown.gov.za? I've gone on the Cape Town website many times. Yes, that's correct. And then yeah. you should see a landing page for the District 6 one. If people are interested, they could also email me at district6.gov. LSDF, a local spatial development framework. Okay, just give me a second. District 6. Dot. Yeah. LSDF, a local spatial development framework. So LSDF. Uh Uh-huh. At capetown.gov.za. Then I can send the link to people as well. Okay, I'll read that out again later. But now I want to bring on to the show Zubaida Samsarin. Zubaida, what is the District 6 reference group? Tell our listeners who may not know about this. What is the reference group, please? Assalamu alaikum. Um, 
to everybody and yourself as well. Um, the the Citizens for Their Friends group was uh, formulated by the claimants at a meeting in 2012 in the International um, Cape Town International Centre under the then Minister um, Quinty. And that was, um, in fact, I need to give uh, uh, give more context to the question that you posed to Mr. Titus earlier as well, and I'll incorporate it into this one. Um, the then minister told the claimants, it was the, uh, the full claiming community present there on the day, and he said to them that he's heard them, he's listened to them, that was a, a very disgruntled group of people were there who became, and Mr. Titus failed to mention the fact that the, um, the, the, the framework, the development framework that he referred to was developed by uh, somebody, Lisa Mammon, and that was under the District 6 Beneficiary Trust at the time, who was the developer, and that was the developer of the 139 houses that you see standing in District 6 presently. Now, the Beneficiary Trust was the developer for that housing scheme, and this particular framework, the development framework, was constructed by Lisa, Lisa Mammon under the, the, the District 6, um, under the trust. Now, um, it is exactly that that gave rise to all of the... And, and I'm not saying that everything about this development framework was an issue. There are some excellent things in the, in the, in the development framework. However, there were certain fundamental things, concepts and ideas in there that was rejected practically wholesale by the claimants. And that is what resulted in all of the, 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 the minister bringing the claimants together and saying, right, I've listened, I've heard all of this. Now you, if you're dissatisfied with what went on before, now you choose for yourselves a group of people to represent you. And that is what gave rise to the District 6 reference group. Fantastic. In that particular meeting. Yeah. Looks so the claimants themselves elected the, the reference group to, to, to represent them and to take the struggle forward until the restitution is complete, until everyone is returned back to the. Got you. Zubaida, we got you. Look, let's focus now on the local spatial development framework for District 6. Now, last week you were on the radio station. And um, let me just double check my facts here. Um, or actually, let me rather just start afresh. What is your feedback? Because you go back, or your group representatives go back 2012. 2012 is 2012, what Nigel yes. says. The uh, framework was first put together. He said there was various input. We'd love to hear from the reference group, Zubaida. Okay. What is your feedback? We started afresh with a clean slate, and that was a term that was bandished about from the beginning, a clean slate, that we have to start over because the claimants were so dissatisfied with what was taking place. Fundamental issues like um, the business plan where people had to pay for their houses. And one of the first things the reference group did was restitution cannot be paid for. Restitution doesn't come at a price. So um, based on that, it was squashed and people were, they, whatever money they had to give in was returned to them. That was one of the first 
fundamental things that the reference group did. Thereafter, we took, like um, our chairperson always says, we had to take many steps back to in order to go forward. So we re-looked all of the documentation, many, many, many blood, sweat and tears hours later. We came up and we, and we produced a position paper. Um, I'm not going to go into the details. That will take us all night. But we, we came up with a position paper, and thereafter we looked at putting another plan together in terms of what was the best way forward for the benefit of all claimants to, to, to come home to. And that plan that was ultimately presented in the court that where the working committee took the minister to court, a part of that plan was is uh, forms part of the national government's submission to the to the courts to say this is the plan. Zubaida, I just want to I just want to say something, please, Zubaida. Yeah, Zubaida, I just want to please say something, Zubaida. I need to say that you are offering a lot of background detail, which we don't necessarily mind, but we don't necessarily have all the time for it. We want to focus on the plan that the city is saying people can now comment on, because that is the gist of our program this evening. Shukran for the background, it's really great, but I want you to give us the reference groups are you in agreement with this plan? What What do you think the city should be doing? As, as I stated before, there were certain fundamental ideas and concepts in the plan that the reference group did not agree with. And, and what this are those? Let's get was, into that. This mm-hmm. plan was dumped. Mm-hmm. This plan was dumped way back already. It, it, it did not proceed because of these problems. Yeah. Look, I, as you say, mm-hmm. now we don't have time to go into all the details of it. But the bottom line is that this plan was put aside and there was an alternative that was worked on. Yeah. Look, and after the ad break... It, that's, that's, a role, that's a job that the reference yeah. group had. You know? I think after the ad break, we should ask the city, we should ask them, you know, why are they revamping this plan? Let's go for an ad break. Nigel would, would answer that question after this break. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to bur- welcome back to Burning Issue. If you have been with us, we're talking about District Six. Zubaida, shukran for all of that feedback. Feedback, sorry, Zubaida from the District Six Reference Group. But now let's go back to Nigel Titus, the manager for District Six Planning at the City of Cape Town. Nigel Zubaida has told us she said that this plan has been dumped. So why is it that the City of Cape Town is rehashing or bringing back this plan to the public space and saying that it should be uh, reviewed and people can give comment? Thanks, Yazid. Yazid, when we, as I said earlier, our, our departure point has been don't start from a completely blank page. And this is because in spatial planning, we always consider what previous work has been done and what of that is still relevant because that is a quick departure for you to proceed into the new work that you're doing. And when we looked at the work, we recognized that quite a lot of work has been done quite comprehensive as well. I've, I've worked across the country in a number of areas. I've seen a number of spatial development frameworks. I've not seen work like this um, in a lot of places. We've got such a comprehensive, even a business plan linked to it. So we thought that would be a, a quick start, seeing that we would like to get quickly to a position where we do have developed a vision. Um, part of this plan has also been quite extensive public consultation way back from 2006, 2010, and then again in 2011. So we thought that would give us a good start uh, to start off with um, and then, then develop 
from there, either you discard a lot of things if that becomes relevant, or you just touch up on areas that really is a problem. Uh, and that's why, and also the, the, sec- the last thing I wanted to add to that was also that people have invested in the plan. So there's a lot of stakeholders that obviously have bought into the plan. And it would, they would, there would have been an expectation, or I think there is an expectation from people who have developed the plan to understand the link between the current their plan and any future plan. And that's yeah. why we did not want to start completely as if nothing has happened, because if people have spent so much time invested in that plan, they would obviously criticize a new person on the block who starts up and say, yeah. let's talk Nigel, about thank you. how do we start a plan. Yeah. So here's the thing, though, right? I mean, District 6 has been rebuilt to some extent. We are now in Phase 3. We've got um, Phase 1 and Phase 2. People have moved in. Um, I visit there. Uh, I know people there, so... Anyway, the point is I'm a journalist. I write about this. I talk about this on this radio show. I'm going to be quite frank, okay? Sometimes District 6 looks like it wasn't really planned. It looks like... I'm sorry to say this, but some parts of District 6 looks like it's a ghetto. So what is this plan aiming to achieve, Nigel? And and why is it so important to have spatial planning? Because, you know, I mean, I could guess it's maybe because you don't want an area to look like a mess. You don't just want somebody, everybody to build on every corner. Tell us, tell tell our listeners why this is so important for District 6. Yes, yes, if there's no overarching plan, then it's quite difficult to guide and direct how you'd like the area to be in the future. Let's, for instance, say the land is just subdivided, so it's cut up into pieces. Everybody is able just to develop the way they want to. There will be a lack of coherence. In other words, there would not be a single pattern or style or flavor in the area. There would be no sort of overarching guidance as to what you would like to see and what is totally not acceptable. So you could have anything popping up anywhere if you don't have a proper plan that guides it. So the spatial framework is that, I call it a vision, but it's a guiding tool as well to say this is what we'd like to have take place in certain areas. But not only that, underlying your development, you need to have services that support you. So without a vision that says this is the vision that we have in mind, and so based on that vision, we need X and Y services, and we need to start budgeting for those services. If you don't have those services, you don't have those budgeting in line, then it's difficult for you to actually get your developments out of the ground. So the plan tries to set the vision, but gets us an, an agenda of implementation aspects such as funding that we need to start getting, and that's why a business plan is important. A business plan is important, and also looking at what infrastructure needs to accompany this. Thank you. So that so that that kind of falls into place. Thank you, Zubaida. So, 2012, as a, uh, a, a group, the District Six Reference Group, representing claimants, take. Take us, okay, so now we're in 2012, you were in 2012, probably feeling very hopeful, optimistic, and now we are in 2020, and District 6, parts of it have been rebuilt, others, another part is still being rebuilt with more people going to move in likely soon. What do you think about the way it looks at the moment, Zubaida, and where do you think this spatial development framework and this plan should take District 6? What do you want as claimants? Well, clearly, it's, it's 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 unacceptable what is what is there at present. And um, yes, while we agree that the, that the, that the holistic um, plan is necessary for District Six, so this is part of what our inputs have been over the years. 
that it needs to look. But we must. We also took cognizance of the fact that there was always a constraint of finances. Because if you look at just the, the bulk services for the whole area and, and bringing on the electricity and all of that, because as it stands now, national government is bearing the cost of all of that. And that, that cost is probably equivalent to that of putting a top structure like a house, a restitution house on top of that. You must remember during apartheid, all of that... Um, all of this, the, the rubble was just dumped right there. So all of that has to first be excavated, moved out, and then the, the, the civils needs to be redone. All of the infrastructure needs to be redone and all of it. And this is unfortunately what's taking most of it. Ideally, our, our idea was, and this is what we put to government, is that the entire 42 hectares, that is set aside for restitution needs to be taken up and needs to be uh, prepared in such a way so that the, the, the contractors will come along and build the houses and whatever other structures are required uh, get a, a, a ready-made uh, infrastructure with civils and roads and things like that and they just can just put the structures on top of that. Unfortunately, the argument has always been that national can speak for themselves argument has always been there is not enough money to, to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And the result is this piecemeal thing. And, and the reference group has said categorically, we do not want any piecemeal development. All of our claimants need to come back within a very short space of time. And hence the holistic um, uh, development or construction plan that we put forward to government. That is why all the balance of the 1998 claimants is going to be constructed over the next five years um, based on what the, the reference group has said. Now let me just go back to the special development plan. We, we recognize that it is necessary to do that, but what we need to take into account is that this is a highly sensitive issue regarding District 6. People did not just lose homes in District 6. There was a basic structure, there was an economic structure that that, that, that existed there. People lived together. They, they had their businesses there. They sustained themselves there. And it, it, was a, it was a holistic community. Yes, I know it was regarded as a slum. And I know always um, it is said that we can't glamorize District 6. We're not glamorizing it. Always saying it was a community. It Great was a stuff. whole sustainable community that lived there. And that is what we want to see coming back to District 6. Inshallah. Uh, God willing for that, uh, Zubaydah. Inshallah. So now we are going to welcome to the show our in-studio guests who have been listening to Nigel and Zubaydah. And um, we have Dr. Fozi Basadin. He's interim co-chair of the District 6 Working Committee. Good evening and welcome to the show. <coughs> Good evening and Walaikum salam. And we also have Karen Breitenbach. She's the committee's media spokesperson. And I believe this is a voluntary job. Yes, it's pro bono. I wow. do it just because I care. Okay, cool. So look, we've heard from Nigel on why the city of Cape Town is spearheading this plan and why it's important. We've also heard from Zubaida, and now I would like to hear from the District 6 Working Committee. But before we do that, please tell us what is the District 6 Working Committee and either guest can answer. Okay, so the District Working Committee really it's um it's an NGO and it, it represents about three thousand claimants. Uh, I think that uh, the establishment 
of the organization had always had a long-term view. And this vision that was uh, um, shared between Zubaydah and, uh, and um, Nigel, I think uh, a, lot of, a lot of work can be done in that particular area. But I think we, we as an organization have always taken a long-term view. So even on the, the special development framework, it's developmental in nature. I mean, if one looks at um, a plan or a framework that was developed 10 years ago, here on, on parallel uh, in academia, if you have literature that is older than five years, for instance, it's regarded as dated old old news. So I think a lot of stuff can be done. Been, there's been major milestones and major advancements in technology, in urban transport, you know, in, in, in access, things like access to data, uh, urban farming, in the green economy itself. And a lot of those aspects um, are, are actually glaring and they are not visible or clearly defined in the plan. So and let's so get to the plan. So what should be there for, as 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 the um, working committee? I mean, are you studying the plan? Are you looking at the plan? Are you going to be making recommendations to the city of Cape Town? Yes, I th- I th- look, um, part of part of what I think some of the, the, the major challenges are is that it's access to information and access to data. So most of the claimants, uh, you know, spread across the Cape Flats, they don't have access to to these uh, to the to the conversation. Let's ask Nigel. Nigel, what 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 is the city of Cape Town done in terms of ensuring that claimants have access to this plan? Um, do they just basically do radio shows like this or speak to journalists? What kind of engagement are you having with with, with claimants? Well, yeah, see, to date we've had the, the various workshops that we've had. Um, we've had three to date. Um, sorry, two to date. September, uh, October, and November. The last one we did via Skype. So because of the COVID regulations, but we also set up venues uh, where people could come to. Uh, we intend to have similar in, in November. We've also placed the, the, the development framework of 2012 on the website so that people can access it. And there's been a request which we're investigating for making the, the document uh, much more smaller so that we can almost WhatsApp it or send it much more, make it more available digitally um, to make it available to people. Um, and then we're taking, we're trying to summarize the document at the same time to make much more readable chunks available for people to see what that plan was about so that when people give their inputs into the plan, we could, they could all have an opportunity and know what it's about. Yeah. Um, one of our stakeholders, if I can add for the last one, sorry, Adit, one of our stakeholders offered to help us set up a session or sessions where we could take people through a process of how to read spatial frameworks or plans and things like that. So that when people do read it, they've actually got a bit of an understanding. So we hope to do that within the next couple of weeks um, with that Clement, and that's Open Streets that is nicely offered to help us with that. Okay. So, and any ideas that people have, we'll be we'll be keen to investigate those and see what we can do to make it more accessible for people. Yeah, I just want to say something. As I'm sitting here, I'm just thinking that phase one of district six has been built phase two of district six has been built phase three is almost done and we're still talking about a spatial development plan i'm almost confused as to why we are talking in 2020 about a plan about an area that is already being rebuilt karen is there something you'd like to to add um well just to go back to the previous point about 
how we communicate with um, the claimants who need to comment. Um, uh, we've also been advising the city that, you know, um, especially during the lockdown, the people's preferred way of communicating is WhatsApp. So we've had, we've been driving a WhatsApp strategy. We've been providing um, telephone numbers to the city of our, at least our claimants, that uh, more than 3,000 claimants, a database. We've also been talking to our claimants on our own um, WhatsApp channels and um, trying to inform them of the process. We uh, keep sending updates. We're trying to sort of simplify it for people so they understand what's, what it's about. Um, and um, so we've got specific WhatsApp groups um, that we, we we talk to, uh, so broadcast groups where we broadcast messages. Um, we've we've simplified the, um, sort of the document, summarized it, and uh, made a very small WhatsApp document that we've been He's looking for this. Nigel is looking <laughs> for all of this. Nigel just said they want to find a way to do it WhatsApp. They want to find a way to simplify yeah. it. You guys we've should be also, talking to him. Um, we've asked the city to um, consider zero rating the data, which means um, if people go onto the website it's or free. whatever, it's yeah. free. Yeah. It's Nigel, are you hearing all of this? They, they, hell is yeah. open. Are you getting it? Yes, I'm getting. Thanks, yeah. Jazzy. Jeez, guys, you know each other. Talk to each other. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I'm in contact with the city's um, people quite often to talk about the communication Nigel, strategy. you must talk to your people there at the city. Carl <laughs> no, is talking to them. No, they, are, they are listening, I must say. But, um, you know, it is a challenge. And uh, we, we're very grateful that they also had this uh, latest meeting now that was a sort of a hybrid meeting of people could either go to one of five venues or they could um, uh, tune in via Skype. We've been sharing all those details with the claimants, those that have uh, the, uh, that have access, and you know, often the the the, the older people, the, the parents, uh, the, you know, the grannies and grandpas, they don't have the internet, but their children or their grandchildren have, and we so we've been helping young young people to get their grandparents on, and um, you know, you know, the young people have to step in now, and, and you know, maybe uh, the grandchildren have an email address, and they can. Um, you know, oh, send WhatsApp their people's and all that yeah, stuff, and yeah. So we've, we've we've really been trying to drive that and get families to help each other, and and we've been helping claimants. Claimants can phone into our office and ask for assistance. Um, I've personally fielded hundreds of WhatsApp um, messages from claimants saying, "These are uh, my contact details. Please, can I be added to the database?" Um, yeah. So we've Thank been doing you. that. But, but Nigel, you know, my earlier question, I mean, is it, is it logical to ask the question, how is it possible that we are already on phase three of rebuilding District 6 and we're still talking about a spatial development plan? Yes, yes it, it is. It may seem a bit funny, um, but as I said earlier, and we've got layers of spatial development framework. So where you don't have a local spatial development framework, you look towards your district spatial development framework for guidance. The big challenge with that is that the district one is a bit more coarse, so you don't have a detailed level of proposals or guidance that you would get in a local one. We do not have local frameworks throughout the city, so we're developing a process of uh, doing more of those, but it's a cascading process that we're running at the moment. So in some cases you will have some developments already, and then the spatial framework gives guidance to how to improve the area or how to revitalize an area. So the spatial framework have got different approaches and we take different emphasis on the spatial framework. Okay, look, what I'm going to do is um, we're going to go for an ad break. When I come back, we'd like to just ask the working committee again just for some of the visionary things that you want to see in terms of this um, spatial development framework. Of course, we've asked Subaida already. Nigel's talking to us about it. We'll take an ad break. When we come back, we'll get uh, Karin and Fozi to talk to us about their vision.
Welcome back to Burning Issue. I'm your host, Azid Kamaldin. Karin and Fozi, tell us about the vision that you have and why this is so important, this moment is so important. Um, if I may, um, we have this one window of opportunity to create a holistic vision for District 6. And, you know, this window is going to close and then the development's going to start. And 10 years from now, you can't complain about what happened if you didn't participate and comment. So everybody who cares about District 6 must take an interest now and comment now while this window is open. So I know that we do have um, probably until uh, end of November, perhaps even longer, um, everybody to to, to um, submit their comments. And I think people really have to think about um, not just the houses they want, but the whole neighborhood. How do you want the whole neighborhood to function, flow, feel? Um, what sort of opportunities do you want to see there? Um, what sort of green spaces, um, heritage spaces, business spaces? Um, think of tourism. Think of the economy. Um, think of art and culture, sport. Um, you know, this is your opportunity now. You you have you can say your say now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, don't com- complain in ten years' time. You can. This is your chance. You you have to comment now. Um, so in the, you know, we have an opportunity now to think of all the things we want in terms of the roads, the bicycle lanes, the sports facilities, the community centers, um, everything, you know, um, what sort of like um, spaces for music and art and retail, uh, what kinds of businesses do we want? Do we want a, a, a commercial corridor? Um, there's talk of potentially creating a, a business hub all along Hanover Street where people can have shops and, and businesses um, so people can say do we do they want that now um, and everything else um, you know if we think of you know this mountain has lots of water there's, they are, are under, there's underground water there's lots of um, I, I live in District 6 and I know there's a lot of water coming down from the mountain and we can create beautiful green things there um, food gardens we can um, make beautiful public parks for children to play and we can make it safe and beautiful you know there's no reason why we can't create an absolutely world-class park even better than the Greenpoint Park um, you know we can compete with the best in the world but we have to we have to stamp down our vision now yeah Gordon thank you for that uh, it sounds like there's so many possibilities hey mm-hmm. um, Clean slate, it sounds like it. Um, from your side, folks, anything you want to add to that? Because I also then want to go into the WhatsApp messages before we break for shy. I think uh, what I also what we also want to emphasize as it is the fact that we should be driving the world class restitution model, which should be strongly underpinned by a smart city concept. And these are the kinds of terminologies that in any modern day city, these are the kinds of things that uh, they are, are looking at in terms of growing a city, developing local economies, uh, uh, including more participation. Because one must understand that uh, if we we look at the claimants that have been uh, dispossessed of your most most basic asset, which is your your property, and you've suffered over 50 years, your compensation can't just be about a physical movement back to a space, and your compensation is a house or a dwelling. You, 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 you're typically talking to somebody that's uh, between 80 and 100 years old that may not live very much longer. So 
you, you, you then have to have to account for your secondary beneficiaries. So now you're talking of descendants and this lack of skills. Where how are they going to participate in the economy? You've got to preserve the um, the actual. In the end, if the claimant, if the claim is settled, you've got somebody that is that's got access to a house, but you've got so many other beneficiaries. So how do you protect them against? ultimately against gentrification 10, 20 years, 30 years down the line. So in Japan, for example, when we're talking in entrepreneurship terms, if you're talking about, remember Japan in, in particular comes from a war-torn environment after the Second World War. They've been able to turn that entire economy around in a space of 50 years. How did they do that? One of the things is that they had to heavily invest in programs to develop and uplift skills, obviously in infrastructure. When we talk training, we're talking about training with a very narrow-minded and skills development with a very narrow-minded focus. You know, we need to engage, and I don't have, we don't have all the all the answers, and that therefore, I think this this framework it must be largely developmental in nature. It needs to incorporate. I mean, Cape Town was part of World Design Capital in 2014. I mean, South Africa is part of the Kyoto Protocol. If you look at all the technologies that are currently available, food waste, I've been converting food waste to a, a source of power. I was working on a project yeah. like that about 10 years ago. So, so these are all kind of inputs that you would be giving to the city, to the spatial mm. development framework, Correct. okay? Correct. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, do we still have Nigel and Zubaida on the line? Yes, yes, fantastic. Look, a big part of my show every week on Burning Issue is to ensure that we interact with our listeners. And I can tell you that the WhatsApp line, whenever we talk about District 6, there are tons of messages, okay? And people sometimes are for and against it. People just want to air the views. And that's an important part of a community platform where people are allowed to speak. So when I read a message, um, I just want to make sure that everybody knows the disclaimer. The views expressed in this program are not the views of the voice of the Cape. It's management or staff. We are a community platform. And some of the messages may not be very flattering to our guests who are on the show. You can of course choose to create rectify any misperception that there might be so i'm going to start reading the messages listener 7640 says i am sick and tired of meetings already i have attended meetings since 1980 and still waiting on empty promises my mother is over 95 already by the time they issue houses most of the people will be dead now i think that's a sentiment that is often shared on this program when we talk about district six nigel zubeda karen and uh Fozzie, if any of you want to give input feedback anything at any point please just let me know as i go through the whatsapp messages uh listener 5843 says you should expose the city for all the gentrification of district six Burkup, woodstock salt river etc um, listen, listener, okay, that message is a bit confusing. I can only read messages if it's legible, guys, listeners. So, listener 1459 says, here's a question to the reference group. Um, let me just see um, what this message is. Uh, Zubaida, you may want to listen to this question. And... Um, the listener asks, who is taking responsibility for the waste of money and the mess up of phase three? We want this investigated. Now, my input that I know as a journalist, having reported on this, I do remember interviewing the minister 
La- when was it? It was when it was the renaming of Anova Street. I, in fact, I asked her what is happening with the contractor of Phase Three, and of course, she said that um, something uh, was happening, an investigation or something. But uh, Zubaira, do you have any input on that? This question is for the reference group. Okay, thank you. Um, all I can say is that that is squarely in the hands of the department and the, 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 the national department, and clearly there are issues and there are things that they need to sort out there. That is unfortunately not an area that we are involved in, um, but certainly the type of questions that we put to government on behalf of the claimant. Uh, shukran for that And then let's go on with our messages um, Listener 8691 Shares a view that many have shared already And the listener says We should understand that District 6 Will never be District 6 Like we know it to be So the city took the initiative to pilot the project Even if it will be totally different Okay, shukran for that Karen, yes mm-hmm. Um, yes, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, as the District 6 Working Committee, we have absolute empathy with, uh, with a caller that said, you know, this is taking too long. And that's why we went to court and got the court order to expedite this process, because, you know, even in COVID, during this COVID lockdown, almost every week we had a funeral of a claimant who was waiting for, for their house. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, we can't wait, mu- wait much longer. You know, a lot of the claimants are in their 80s and their 90s. Um, we need to get this done. Yeah, yeah. Listener 8169 agrees with you, Karen, and the listener says people are literally dying to return back to District 6 and the city is giving meaningless meetings just to delay the return for another 25 years. Nigel, meaningless meetings is the city doing meaning meaningless meetings i think i should give you an opportunity to respond to that uh view thanks thanks i think we also need to clarify the difference between the spatial development framework and the restitution and the erection of houses so the spatial development framework is a city doing overall forward planning both as i said to guide future development and also to see where we could assist with possible in, in, interventions, such as whether it's the open spaces, the parks, the roads, or if it's infrastructure where the city can help. So the actual construction of the houses and the restitution, that is the Department of Rural, uh, Agriculture, Rural Development and Land Reform. That is them coming in there. So the city's process should not be considered as it's the restitution process. Gotcha. Now, also, listener 0115 wants to know, Nigel, will there be a venue for Mitchell's Plain claimants, people who live in Mitchell's Plain? Um, are meetings being held online? Is it geographical? What is the way forward? And, where, and, and, and until when does the public give input into the development framework? Thanks, Yazid. Yazid, at this stage, we follow the same format we did at the last meeting, as Karen has nicely explained. So we've got four, five venues, one at the Civic Centre, one at the Wales Street Chambers for Sub-Council 16, one at Rocklands in Mitchell's Plain, so yes, there's a Mitchell's Plain venue, then there's one in the Bonteville Civic and one in um, Heidefeld Civic. If there are requests, if there's a need for more venues to be made available, then please use my email address. People can drop us notes and then we can determine if we, where else we could establish more venues. At this stage, we've got a meeting scheduled for the 26th of November. The intention of that meeting is for Nisa Mammon, if everything works well. Um, Nisa Mammon would be, has been invited to come present their framework. 
And then we would like the community, the stakeholders, to, to participate by commenting on the framework. And where is that, that? Is, on the 26th? That is, again, using those five venues and online. So, so on for, that same day, I don't understand, on the same day you yeah. can have five venues. So let me explain how we do it. Yeah. So we, 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 we um, what's the right word? We broadcast from the Civic Center. We've got it linked up to the different venues so people get the same presentation all over at the same time. We've, we're developing the session, but we're hoping to improve it from the last time where people can participate with the questions. There will be local, in each venue, there will be facilitating teams that will be able to either help or forward the questions if they're not able to help. Okay. So that cool. it happens all in parallel. And then there's obviously the online session as well. Is, is the online session on the capetown.gov.za website? There is a link. You need to um, email me the address, and then we will send you the link for that particular session. But I, but I think we will be putting it on there as well, so people can find the link uh, yeah. to the meeting yeah. as well. Guys, we have to break now for the shy yeah. prayer. But Karen, do you quickly want to say something? We really have to go for prayer, though. Okay. No, it's fine. Okay, cool. We'll go. Yeah, it. cool. Yes. 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 Can I? Can I just say? Um, are you returning? Because I would like to respond to. Yes, we will definitely be returning, and we will have you back, inshallah. We'll chat to you in a bit. After you shy. Welcome back to The Burning Issue with myself, Yazid Kamaldi. Now, I've got tons of questions from listeners still to get through. We still have our various guests with us, and we are going to make sure that we get through most of the questions before we speak to a lawyer from the District 6 Working Committee to get an update on some court action as well. Now, listener 3940 wants to know, how do we get in touch with these guests and the representative groups? Karen, you are representing the District 6 Working Committee. If people mm. want to get hold of you, how do they do that? Okay, so um, we have an office number. Um, we are actually back at the office now. Um, we we work from home during the lockdown, but the office is now open. And there is a number there that people can call to make an appointment. It's 76 Must I repeat? 76 Six six five six two two four. Do you have a Facebook? Do you have any other forms yes, of? Yes, we have a Facebook page. I'll, I can. I'll send you the link. You can just tell it to us. Oh, um, I Cause, think because people obviously listening, they might want to get hold of you and find you. Um, I think well, it's District Six W. You can you can check, and then we can also ask Zubaira mm. quickly to to share with Zubaira if people want to get hold of you. I mean, is the reference group as a representative of claimants? Do you still? Welcome questions, queries, interactions, and how do you do it? All, all the time. Um, we are. Um, we have an email address that we've shared with all of our claimants, and we are available. We, we, we constantly get calls from them. In fact, right now, one of the, 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 one of the calls and issues are, uh, is, is a question, um, who is Carden? Is, is she representing the city or is she representing um, the, the 6-6 working committee? I mean, these are the questions that we're getting from our, from, from, from our uh, callers. So that information is there. I can give it to you again. As a secretary, you can take my email address. It's zs.d6rg at And And it's D6 the word or D6 the number? D, the number. Six. Okay, so it's D6. It's short, just D6RG. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. The numbers, yeah. Uh-huh. At? That is the best way to call, to contact us. Um, but you can also call. Mahasubaira, we, we didn't actually get that email address properly. Can you please give it to us again? ZS.D6RG at gmail.com. Okay, shukran. Mm-hmm. And did you, did you want to... Um, Sorry, my office just sent me a message to say there is another number okay. that um, people can call. An office number, it's um, 082-921-7901. Okay. I'll repeat, 082-921-7901. That's for the working committee. Is that like a WhatsApp number committee. or just a phone call? It's a f- it's phone and WhatsApp. Okay, fantastic. Yeah. Because, you know, these days, it's people use data, you know, like what, phone calls are, are more expensive. And we want to make sure that you guys are accessible to people, mm, right? Mm. So, Baila, did you, before the break, say that there was something you wanted to respond to? Um, yes, yes, I did. Yeah. If the, the, speaking of the the plan and the, 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 the plans of the city, as it's been going through right now, um, we, we raised concerns uh, much earlier on all day in terms of how this has been done. You must realize that this development, the spatial plan, uh, the development framework is a very comprehensive and very, um, uh, how do you say it? It's a difficult document to work through. It, it, took us, it took us a long time to get familiar with it. So what I'm saying is the way the workshops are conducted, it's not actually a workshop. You sit there and you comment, and but you can't, uh, and, and Nigel, it, this is a critique that you need to look into, because we, we from, the, from the main hall, the voices from all the remote stations that, that you link up with are not broadcast. So people in the main hall don't hear what those are, questions are and things, and what the responses to them are. And to date, we have not received an update of the type of responses that, that that was already received by the city. And that is important because already it's a comprehensive document to get to terms with. People don't have it in front of them that they can speak to and interact with. And then still to make comment on it, it's, uh, it, 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 it is not... It is. Not, it's not going to be bring justice to the people and and to the greater um, Cape Town area if yeah. it's done this way. Okay. It really needs to be revised to be more inclusive and to really take. It must be a workshop. It must be a proper workshop, yeah. not the way it is. Nigel, are you now. hearing the feedback? Yes, I'm sorry, Shelley. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, thanks, Greta. Yeah. Okay. Look, let's continue with our WhatsApp messages. Um, uh, listener 5209 says it is evident that Nigel does good work whereas a community shouldn't give him a hard time and instead work together with the city to get the desired results Nigel that's for you by the way thank mm. you very much so listeners just to make sure if you are following the program or have been following the program the spatial development framework the local spatial development framework document is available on the website of the city of cape town it's www.capetown.gov.za according to nigel titus the manager for district six planning at the uh, for district planning sorry at the city of cape town um the capetown.gov.za website 
website has the document and also there will be information about when and where meetings will be happening. Um, Karin, you're having a meeting on Sunday. Can you please tell us about yes. that and what the intention is? Yes. So um, it's actually our first meeting since before the lockdown. Um, unfortunately, because of uh, the restrictions, we can only take 150 people. So it's first come, first serve. People can phone us on those two numbers we shared to uh, book their seat. And basically, it's just to um, re um, sort of revisit the issues that we are dealing with with the restitution. People can ask their questions or we can update people on uh, where we're at with um, with, a, with a bigger um, uh restitution project and uh, in terms of the um, public participation and we've got new team members on board so uh, people can meet us um, in, in whatever other questions they have. So that's on Sunday? That's on Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Castle of Good Hope uh, on Sunday the 8th of November and um, and we'll be having people from on the committee speaking to, the, to our claimants um, but it's very important that uh, people wear masks um, it will be on the lawn, so it won't be inside a room. So, um, you know, it won't be sort of an, a closed environment. There will be fresh air and we will have COVID marshals. Yeah. I mean, I just wish that we had more time to get through all these WhatsApp messages. Here's a message from a 62-year-old listener. 0763 says, I would like to know what's happening with our people that got reference numbers. For years now, if I go to the office in Long Street, they say they are going to phone. And up until today, no phone calls or letters. I am now 62. What's the delay? I attend meetings and every time the same old story. Is anyone available on this panel to answer the 62-year-old to tell the listener what is going on? Karen, I, yeah? um, I actually have an answer because I spoke to um, somebody from national government today to ask about um, you know, contact details for claimants if they want to follow up on their claims. And I received um, new contact information, which I'll share. There is a lady um, called Norma Liso um, Don Donolo in um, the Western Cape Commission f um, on Restitution of Land Rights. She's assigned to District 6, and I've got her telephone number. Yeah. She works for national government. It's 21 409 Okay, 021. Oh, I'm, I'm WhatsApping this yeah. to the listener. 021, okay. yeah. 409 yeah. 03 Yeah. Nine three. And what is the person to speak to? Normalizo. Normalizo. Okay. Cool. And she's the district six um, um, sort of coordinator for. What is your number again, Karen? I just want to WhatsApp it to this woman as well, the sixty-two year old who sent the message, just um, in case they need to speak to someone else as well. Okay. Uh, oh. Do you want our? What was your office number? It was oh eight two nine two one oh eight. I've got it here. Nine two one. Yeah. Oh eight two nine two one. Seven nine oh one. Seven nine oh one. Okay. That's T six working committee. You guys are right. But I've got um, um, I've got the email addresses and everything yeah. for. No, this is national. a person who's sixty two. She wants to phone, and she'll phone you, and they can WhatsApp and whatever. Guys, let's wrap up with Zubaida and Nigel because I want Nikki on the line to talk about the court cases. Nigel and Zubaida, um, please keep your closing remarks quite brief because we do not have a lot of time left, and we do need to wrap up. Um, any okay. closing remarks, please? I know it's an exhaustive topic; we can talk for hours, but let's keep it to the point around spatial planning. Nigel, would you want to go first? Uh, either way, it doesn't matter. Um, so thank you, Zaid, and your listeners and the co-panelists. Thank you for this evening and the opportunity to share what we're doing in terms of the District 6. The city is committed to help 
improve the, the, the District 6 opportunities, and so we're doing it via the district, via the local spatial development framework. Uh, we would like to encourage everybody to use the opportunity to participate, to give us your inputs. We will have a meeting on the 26th of November. As we said, we'll do it via um, the same way we did the last time, broadcasting online as well as the different venues. We are looking at the structure of the meeting, and Zubaira's comments are valid. Um, and we will then speak of if there are other opportunities beyond the 26th Thanks, of November for more comments. Thank you so Thanks, much. Sir. And Zubaira, your okay. closing remarks, please. Yes, yes in closing, um, very important uh, aspects of this is the fact that the process we are concerned with as a representative body of the claimants, we are really concerned that it is. it looks like it's being rushed and it's, it's such an important, such a sensitive thing. We we are asking for this to be delayed. We've the the claimants will only be returning in five years' time. It's by then that this this whole process will be done. That is according to the uh, the, the the court order dates. It's a, the process will take place, and but this thing cannot be rushed. It is too critical. It is too important Shukran for such a, such a thing to be rushed. Yeah. So we are asking, we are asking on behalf of trading community for the city to go slow on this and it, with a cut-off date. It is concerned because once people have made decisions, Shukran there to Zubaira. We have just a few more minutes left. Nikki is a lawyer with the District 6 Working Committee. Nikki van Reed, good evening and welcome to Burning Issue. Good evening. Thank you for having me on the show. Hi. Nikki, now the unfortunate thing is we do not have too much time left because we've. this is just such a major story and so much happening. Can you please just tell us in terms of the structural interdict, we believe that the government has been compelled by a court order to give three monthly updates on how it's doing in District 6 and how is that going? Yeah, that's correct. So so the court order that we that Karen spoke about um, was basically, it was a twofold order. One was the declaration that the government was in breach of its constitutional obligations to the residents of District 6, or the claimants rather. And the second part was that it was directed to formulate without delay um, and in consultation with the body of claimants, um, a reasonable plan program, which was um, to implement in order to satisfy the restitution claims. Um, and part of that structural interdict um, is, and, and that's the, the beauty of this court is um, of this court order does lie in that, in that structural interdict is the obligation for them to report back to us every three months until such time as the development is finalised. So we can make sure that the government is on track, that they are working, that they're working at a reasonable speed, um, and that they, you know, there's no negligence involved from a timing perspective or otherwise. And in the event that they, there is, um, you know, we can see that they're not acting reasonably, then we can return to court um, you know, um, with a, a contempt of court application. Okay. So we are pretty satisfied um, with the progress reports. We have been receiving them on time. They are fairly detailed um, and they seem to um, indicate that the government is working and taking the issue issue very seriously. Yeah. May I ask, when you take this report, the text, do you or are you able to even do site inspections? Because, you know, writing a report and the lived reality can sometimes be different. 
Yes, no, we have been we have been monitoring what's going on on the ground, um, and uh, yeah, and and we are we do seem to be satisfied that uh, mm-hmm. what is happening on paper is in fact actually happening. Great stuff. And we're also doing that because we are working very closely with the city of Cape Town. We're also working very closely with the various other tiers of government. Yeah, and the information that you have, the latest information, will it be shared at the meeting on Sunday at the Castle of Good Hope, which? Are Starts at 10 a.m., I believe. Mm-hmm. Most certainly. Yeah. We will be giving them a, a breakdown. In fact, what we will do, because we haven't had a meeting um, uh, since lockdown, we will be giving them um, an update of the June report, um, and then we will give them the September report yeah. as well. Nikki, that's all we have time for. Thank you so much for joining us on Burning Issue this evening. Thank you for having me. Keep well. Yeah. Thank you. So, Gordon and Fozy, thank you so much to both of you for making the time for joining us here on the show tonight. As you can see, there was a lot of information, a lot of questions. Um, can we leave it at that? Thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. Shukran. <laughs> Shukran to both of you. And that's all we have time for on this week's edition of Burning Issue. From myself, Yazid Kamaldin, Assalamu Alaikum.